Welcome to Window of Opportunity, a Stargate rewatch podcast. I'm Carrie. I'm Rachel. And today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 6, Episode 5, Nightwalkers. Oh, man. So this one was very X-Files vibey to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. 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 They talked a bit in the commentary about some of, like, the, the filmic inspirations. Like, they definitely, like, Peter West definitely wanted to shoot this like a horror movie, like a horror film. So that's why a lot, like, so they were talking a bit like very technical, like the different lenses they used and the lighting and why shots are composed the way they are and things like that is because they were taking inspiration to make this like a horror type movie show thing. And it very much seemed like this is one of the ones where like Richard Dean Anderson was on vacation. Yeah, so this is kind of when he he started pulling back a bit to be able to spend more time with his daughter because mm-hmm. she was like four or five at this point, I think, and okay. was like really starting to grow up. And it was just like, I miss not you gotta being be there. there. For that. Yeah. So that's so, yes, kind of that is why true. he get yeah. That's kind of why yeah. Jack starts kind of being around a little bit less in some mm-hmm. parts of episodes. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool, you know, yeah. work-life mm-hmm. balance. Yeah, gotta yeah. find it. Mm-hmm. Was his family close by then, maybe? Yeah? Or would he fly <sighs> back and forth? I don't know. Um, I don't know where he lives or lived at that time. But I I think he was, like, just flying back and forth from his home to Vancouver. No. So, yeah. yes. Got it? But, yeah. So, Jack not being in this episode gives this episode... A very interesting bit of trivia Ooh. that won't be true again until season 10. Ooh. And it has to do with Jack not being in this episode. So what, what do you want to take a guess at what that might be? Uh, well, no, I can't. No, I think I can't think of anything specific of like, okay, if Jack's not there, what does that mean? Who it like the most lines for somebody or something? No, it means no. there are no characters from the original movie in this episode oh interesting okay because daniel's not there either so ah yes so so it's all stargate next gen it's it's all sg1 new character people in this yeah just that does a little interesting bit of trivia that is an interesting bit of trivia and it won't happen again until season 10 (gasps) oh man so we have a ways to go but we'll get there we will get there (laughs) Okay, well, should we get through a well to before we get to season 10, we have to at least get through Nightwalkers. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this episode originally aired on July 12th, 2002. It was written by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully and directed by Peter DeLuise. And on the commentary, we have Peter DeLuise and Peter West. And as we were talking about the filming before, he was actually nominated for a Gemini Award for Best Photography in a Dramatic Program or Series for this episode. Hey. So in this episode, Sam, Tilk, and Jonas investigate the death of a scientist with connections to the Gould and find a small town whose citizens harbor a dark secret. <gasps> what could it be? I don't. Well, the Germans tell you when we get to the episode titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. I'm excited yeah. for this. All right, let's get it. Okay, so this episode's open with a man at night walking very quickly towards his car and seemingly a little paranoid about something because he's sort of glancing around and, like, somebody's after him. So he gets and starts to drive off and uses his cell phone to call someone, and that someone is Major Samantha Carter, who is at home sleeping because it is 2 a.m. This man is Richard Fleming, and he needs Sam's help. 
He tells her that the experiments that Adrian Conrad from our very favorite episode, Desperate Measures, uh, the experiments he was doing are still on like that program they were running. Like it wasn't shut down. Everything's still like forging ahead. And on Sam's side of the call, we then hear the sound of like tire screeching and a car crash. And then there's just a dial tone and we cut to the opening credits. And that is everything you want to make an opening cutscene dramatic as possible. Yes. And yeah. Of, what is going on? Who is this man? Why does he know Sam? What is happening? What's going on? All of the questions. Yes. So did you remember Adrian Conrad when they said his name? Yeah. Well, I mean, it took me a second because I either didn't hear properly or whatever, but I thought he just said Conrad. I didn't oh, okay. hear him say Adrian Conrad. So yeah. it took me a second to be like, Conrad, who's Conrad? Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Okay. But maybe he said it and I didn't hear it properly. Okay. Uh, so the next morning at the SGC, Sam is giving the team minus Jack, but plus Hammond, a rundown of this Fleming guy. And Jonas already knows everything about him because he read an article in the American Journal for Evolutionary Science in the base library. Everybody just kind of is like, okay. <laughs> but what the article didn't mention is that two years ago, he started working for a company called Immunitech Research, which is owned by Zetatron Industries, which is adrian conrad's company and jonas is like who's adrian conrad and they're all like really you don't you don't who's age okay this is the one you don't know so we get a brief rundown of what happened in the episode desperate measures which was 10 years ago in universe and actually just about 10 months ago in like audience time too between when the two episodes aired which is cool when that kind of lines up and so but we what we didn't happen in the episode was that the company ended up relocating to Steveston on the coast of Oregon, which is coincidentally very similar to Vancouver, you know, geographically and landscaping wise. So, Conveniently. Uh, yes. And so they really need to go talk to Dr. Fleming, but he's gone missing, though his car was found totaled. So off to Steveston they're going to go, but without Jack, because the Tok'ra are still looking for a new host for the symbiote that they had put in him. Ah, yes, when we last saw Jack. So I liked this scene with Jonah because, like, every time he kind of spouts out facts in the other episodes, he'll just be like, oh, I'm a quick study. But you start to kind of see just how smart he really is in the way he has read everything, learns everything, can regurgitate everything word for word that, like, you kind of go, wait, no, he's he's smart. (laughs) Yes. He's going to end up being like an encyclopedia. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But as the rest of everybody files out, Sam and Jonas linger for a second and turns out Jonas did know who Adrian Conrad was. He just didn't want to seem too weird with knowing everything about everything and everyone and blah, blah, blah. And Sam's like, you're not weird. It's fine. Nobody, nobody thinks that. Yeah. It's fine. Maybe Jack, but go get lunch and it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 So the three members of SG-1 go to Oregon, dressed head to toe in black, which is very inconspicuous. They don't stick out at all. (laughs) Uh, I still really like the idea that we talked about before of wanting Teal to take Jonas out shopping. Yeah. Or (laughs) that would have been the greatest side adventure. Yeah. Uh, And we do see Jonas taking video of everything to catalog later. Sam's going to go talk to the sheriff and tells Jonas to keep an eye on Tilk. Then she goes to Tilk and tells him to keep an eye on Jonas. So, yeah, there you go. Fun fact, this is Steveston, British Columbia. 
Oh, really? Which is why the in the script, the town had a different name. But when they were going to film in Steveston, there were just like Steveston like signs everywhere. So they're like, OK, it's just Steveston, Oregon now because yep. there's too much signage and it's cheaper to just leave it. <laughs> yep. So Sam gets to the sheriff's office and tells sort of a little lie about Fleming having information pertaining to a matter of national security when the sheriff asks why she's there because this is a car accident. This is just, you know, a local matter. There's no reason for the Air Force to be involved in something like this. And the sheriff does finally admit that there there is something kind of hinky with what has happened, even if it's maybe not necessarily murder. Because, again, where's Dr. Fleming? He's like, he's missing. So, and... And is is the sheriff normal at this point? Yes. Okay. Because it is daytime. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does also say that the people at Immunitech don't really get along with the locals, but the sheriff does say that his coworkers had mentioned Fleming acting a little odd lately, and they also found amphetamines in his car. Sam asks to see his lab, but hey, surprise, surprise, there was a massive fire last night, and the lab is completely toast. Hmm convenient nothing weird about that not at all no so sam meets back up with jonas and tilk and since they can't search his lab they'll go check out his house and as they drive off a man steps in front of the camera and stares after them and (laughs) i always kind of picture those scenes like what they look like in real life (laughs) if you saw that happen with just some guy looking off at the distance of other people walking away all like squinty at them yeah (laughs) apparently christopher judge kept calling this actor actor ethan because he looks like ethan (laughs) hawk was that one of those scenarios where he's like my name's dave no 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 i don't care (laughs) you are ethan what's up ethan how you doing yeah (laughs) so they get to his house and inside there's like nothing there's like there's no papers there's no files the computer is completely blank there's like Sam says like there's not even credit card receipts so obviously somebody has already been through and cleared stuff out of this place while they are there a delivery arrives and it is to Dr. Fleming from Dr. Fleming which that's you know a good way to hide something for a couple days if you suspect people are after you and might like search your house or your lab and all that stuff So Sam opens it, and it is a long silver canister, which has within it a syringe filled with some kind of orangish-colored substance. Have you ever mailed yourself anything? No. I would occasionally, when I still, like, had a landline and an answering machine, if I was at work and remembered something I needed to do when I got home, I would call and leave myself messages on the phone. Hmm, interesting. So I'd get home, oh, there's a message, play. Oh, that's right, that was me, I need to do this thing now. Ah, Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the commentary, Peter mentioned, you can't really see it, but like the name of the courier service is Malazzi Courier, which just Malazzi is one of the writers. And oh. their tag, their tagline is, you want it when? So back in their hotel room, Sam starts thinking that Fleming may have actually been suffering from some kind of drug related paranoia. Which Tilk is like, maybe it was very well-founded considering everything that they found or not found so far. Sam then suggests that whatever is in the syringe may be that symbiote-based super drug that Adrian Conrad was trying to create. And she still wants to talk to other people at Immunitech. And she then uh, injects some of that substance into a smaller sample test tube in order to send it back to the SGC for some testing. Out in the town, it is night. The streets are completely empty, but we see... A lot of people slash all 
of the people. I think it's like all of the people. This is a very small town, apparently. Yeah, um, it, it looked like it was pretty pretty much all the town. Yeah. Uh, gathered in like a large building near like the wharf and they all look like they're in some kind of trance or they're like a little out of it a bit. And then one of them speaks saying, as some of you may already know, we have three uninvited guests in town. They are asking questions. The chances are they won't find anything, but if they do, then we will have to deal with them. (gasps) What does it mean? I don't know, but something is definitely up. Oh man. The next day, Sam meets up with Jonas and Tilk at the local diner, and Jonas is really starting to love traditional American food. Do you do you dip your fries in milkshakes? Do you do yes, that? I do. Yay, me too. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do you have a favorite like restaurant or like fast food establishment where like the combination is like this is the good one? I like. I, I actually have to say, um, Burger King is my favorite. Uh, they um, they are where my favorite milkshakes are. Uh, I go with Wendy's. They have like the slightly thicker fries, mm-hmm. you know, and the frosty. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. Wendy's fries and frosty is a classic. But yeah. I don't know if I consider a frosty to be a milkshake. So that's, that's like true. to me the classic, you know, class mm-hmm. of its own. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time in college we went out to Steak and Shake for dinner, and I did that, and everybody looked at me like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "This is amazing. This Try is, it. The, do it." And they were like, "Oh." <gasps> And then they all started to do it because it is the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so Sam didn't get anywhere with anybody at Immunitech until thinks that they didn't get anything from the townspeople either. But Jonas then points out all of the weird stuff that's been going on and how strangely everybody's been behaving and says it's like everyone living there is half asleep, which Sam and Sam and Tilk are like, huh, that's yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I love these little tidbits of Jonas that they – I keep saying Jonas, but it's Jonah. No, it's I don't know Jonas. Why Jonas. Jonas. It is Jonas. Why do I keep getting them wrong? Um, I don't know. Jonas Quinn. It's like when I want to say the name, I think Jonah, but then I say Jonas Quinn. So it's yes. like I always have to think in my brain, Jonas Quinn, to get Jonas right. Okay, well, <laughs> scratch that whole thing. Anyway, there's my rant. Um, Jonas <laughs> <laughs> I like these tidbits where they have him, you know, where where they're starting to showcase his brain, right? Where he's like, yeah. I'm smart, I'm paying attention, I'm observant. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the deputy then comes in and says that the sheriff wants to talk to Sam. And as she leaves, we get another close up of that weird guy staring at them from the back of the diner. Yeah. So the fire at the lab does appear to have been set intentionally as there was lots of gasoline residue found at the scene. And the sheriff is like, if you know something, please. And she's like, I can't share anything. Yeah, national security, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't know anything anyway. Like nobody's talking. So the sheriff then tells Sam that another researcher, Dr. Stouffer, went missing two months ago. There was no foul play suspected or anything suspicious found. He just didn't show up for work one day and hasn't been seen since. Hmm. Uh, the sheriff has been hesitant to talk about this because Immunitech brought a lot of needed like jobs and money to the area after the shipyard shut down a couple years ago. But he's always suspected that they were hiding something. He brings out then a box of documents that they had subpoenaed from the company. Everything is stamped confidential and most of the text is blacked out. So, yeah, that's hmm, something interesting. Gotta love those confidential documents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, he does confirm that Stouffer and Fleming were lab partners. So Sam's like, I'm going to need to take these with me. Yep. 
So a little later in the hotel, they're all looking through the files, and Sam finds an invoice for material on stem cell research. And there's no record of Immunitech actually doing any work with stem cells. So, but why would they want them? Well, you know, stem cells can be used for lots of things, including human cloning, which Jonas says is illegal. Fun fact, at the time of filming, human cloning was not federally illegal in the United States. No, really? There were some individual states that had laws against it, but Oregon was not one of them. Human, cl- human cloning was not made, like, federally illegal until 2015 in the United States. <laughs> it was illegal in Canada where they film, but not in the United States where the show is set. Isn't that funny when you think about that, of it got to 2015 before they were like, no, we should mm-hmm. probably just yeah leave leave this here (laughs) yeah yeah so okay human cloning ilio so if stouffer and fleming were like whistleblowers about immunitech doing human cloning stuff well that might explain why they've disappeared the only way fleming would call sam is that all of this must have something to do with adrian conrad so they just time to just keep reading let's let's find out more information because this is all theoretical and supposition and they don't really know anything yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, later that evening, Tilk and Jonas go to a bar and everybody immediately stops talking and turns to stare at them as they enter. <laughs> like if there, if there was a record playing, there would have been a needle scratch. Like, I know. Has that ever happened to you? No. No. That, no has small it happened time to- walk into a bar and no, but I, <laughs> I don't, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I kind of want it to happen just so I could say that it happened, but there's no way I actually want to be in that situation. Yeah. If that did, I'd probably just turn around and leave and be like, this is not the place for me. Oh, goodbye. He probably wouldn't even turn around, just, like, back out slowly. From yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, so they both order ginger ale, and Jonas, like, waves at some guys. is like, hey, hi, trying to, like, you know, be friendly and be like, you know, well, this is fine. We can be here. It's We're, we're cool. It's fine. And so it's like, that's, no, that's not how Earth humans work. And then Jonas brings up a very good point of how can he learn to fit in if he's never allowed to leave the base. Agreed. Yes. And Tilk doesn't really see that as a problem because once – He's done with SG-1, the SGC, whatever that is. He's going to go home to Chulak. And Jonas is like, well, I can't do that. So. Oopsie. Yes. So the guys that Jonas had waved to earlier approach their table and say that Jonas and Tilk are in their seats. And Tilk is like, there's many more empty seats. And they're like, but these are our seats. And there's almost an altercation, but the sheriff comes in and calms it down. And so Jonas and Tilk just take their leave. And the camera stays on the guys and the sheriff who cautions them by saying, if you do anything to jeopardize this operation, I will kill you myself. So what? The sheriff isn't on this? What do you mean? What is going on? What? Everyone's in on it. Yes. Back in the diner the next day, we see Peter DeLuise leaving as the camera moves in. (gasps) I caught that one. Yay. I caught that Uh, one. So Sam has results from Janet about the substance in that syringe, and it looks like it might be a sulfa-based antibiotic. Fun fact, I'm allergic to the sulfa family of antibiotics. Oh, well, figure that out for you if you ever get a symbiote embedded in you. <laughs> figure that out the fun way where I had to take it, and then I like broke out knives the next day. I was like, this is not what should be happening. So anyway, but it's oh. fine. It's At least fine. that was all it was, though. Yeah. 
But anyway, so yeah, so sulfate-based antibiotic, but they need to do some more testing to figure out like what exactly it's an antibiotic for. Uh, then one of the guys from the bar last night comes into the diner and Jonas heads over to apologize, but this guy has no idea what he was talking about. He swears that last night he was home in bed. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So they leave the diner and they start talking about like what just happened, trying to figure out like what's going on with that guy. But like nothing is making sense that they're like, maybe it's this. It's like, hey, it can't be that. It's just weird. And Tilk then notices that they're being watched and it's that guy. And Jonas recognizes him from various places around town. And so they kind of head down a side street. The guy follows. We then get that awesome, you know, horror movie thing of like a hand shooting out from an alley and just like dragging him out of frame and tossing him up against the fence. And hey, look, it's Tilk. So it turns out this guy was a security guard at Immunitech who worked the night shift. Night shift. He he believes Dr. Fleming was murdered and hopes he can trust Sam and them with like whatever information he has. So last week Fleming had asked him for a gun and he believed that his life was in danger and that this guard was the only guy who could help him. And his story is a little strange because he said the people like Dr. Fleming said that the people who were after him only came out at night when everyone was sleeping. And since this guard worked the night shift, he slept during the day. So he couldn't be one of these people. And Fleming also warned him that no one in the town could be trusted. Hence, you know, the people who are not from the town, please help me. Yeah. Does it strike you as funny once you learn that they're like baby symbiotes that, that means that like these baby symbiote people that believe they're gods are just like hanging out drinking at a bar. <laughs> it's I like think, in yeah. a diner. Like kind of. <laughs> like shouldn't you all be like fighting, trying to like take control and like be like the one? Yeah, like, fighting like gladiator style or something yeah. or something but, a little bit more ghoulish. But no, you were all just like hanging out at a dive bar. The diner. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a little like this. Mm. Okay, <laughs> it just right. struck me as funny. I, yeah, I enjoyed that thought experiment. <laughs> yeah. So they're back at the hotel trying to figure out everything that the guard told them, like what that all means and people only coming out at night. Does that have to do with what happened at the bar? And Jonah's like, maybe the guy was a clone. And Sam's like, no. I mean, even if they did manage to clone humans. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting guess. And Sam's like, even if they did clone humans, they they wouldn't be fully grown adults. They would still be like toddlers. Um. So, but the one thing that's for sure is that something very strange is happening in this town and Sam thinks maybe it's just something to do with like all the changes that have gone on with like the shipyard shutting down and Immunitech coming in. And then Jonas kind of gets this look on his face like that. Hmm. That's interesting what Sam just said. So Jonas takes them down to the shipyard. And apparently, even though it's been closed for many years, there's evidence that there's been a lot of traffic in the area recently. So Sam picks the lock on the building, they head in, and they begin begin poking around, and there's definitely stuff going on here. There's, like, desks set up, there's, like, CD-ROMs, Tilk finds, like, blueprints for some kind of ship, maybe? Yeah, definitely some kind of spaceship, as Jonas pulls back a sliding door, and there's, there's a giant spaceship being built inside this, like, wharf building. Yep. Yeah. Big reveal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something weird. Definitely. Back at the hotel, Sam is on the phone with General Hammond, and she convinces him to, like, not send in the cavalry just yet until they know, like, what exactly is going on here. 
and the disks that they took from that building are encrypted. So Sam goes to take a look at like, you know, see if she can like crack it. Okay, so like, so what is this? What's going on? What's happening here? So Conrad had a symbiote. Maybe he also had alien tech, but that ship doesn't look like any of that kind of stuff that they've like seen before. But there's definitely some kind of alien thing going on. Yes. Okay. But where did the aliens come from? They definitely didn't come through the gate. If they came by ship, why are they building another ship? Because the other one like broke or crashed or it just, you know, it doesn't work anymore or whatever. So, well, the ship that they're building is not done. So they'll be back to finish it. And Jones is like, they only come out at night. Ah, that's what that means. Uh-huh. Okay. Getting somewhere, finally. So Jonas and Tilt go back to like stake out the shipyard and Sam stays back to the hotel still working on decrypting the discs and it's apparently going very slowly. And we again get another shot of the streets being like totally deserted. And then we cut over to the sheriff in his bedroom, turning off the bedside lamp and laying down to go to sleep. He almost immediately opens his eyes again, but is again appears to be in some kind of trance-like state and we see him pick up his clothes and his gun holster. We then get a lot of cars arriving at the shipyard. Sam gets through the encryption and the files are filled with writings in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs. <gasps> what does it mean? Oh shit. It means oh shit. <laughs> it's what it means. <laughs> it means the shit has hit the fan. So Sam calls over the radio to the boys. Tilk tells her about the people arriving at the shipyard and Sam's like, they're ghouled. They are ghouled. Everybody there is a ghoul. Stouffer and Fleming did clone something. They cloned the symbiote that Adrian Conrad had. <gasps> Sam and Tilk weren't able to sense them because they don't have any Naquita in their blood. And Jonas is like, there's too many people here. And Sam's like, yes, get out, get back to the hotel. So unfortunately, before Tilk can start the car, the door is wrenched open and the deputy is there pointing a gun at them. He and another officer, who, he's not in uniform, so it's un- unclear, but another man with a gun gets Tilk and Jonas out of the car into a waiting van, and they also grab the Zats that Tilk and Jonas had with them. Back at the hotel, cars arrive outside Sam's room. She grabs her gun, and then also the syringe that Fleming had mailed to his house and, like, preps it for use on someone somewhere. I like the um the camera imagery with this one of the, the creepy thing with, like, the cars pulling up all creeping up yes. where you can only see the headlights, and then all you yeah. can see is the silhouette in front of the headlights, and you're like, ooh. Yes, again, that horror movie imagery. Yeah, I liked Mm -hmm. it. I liked it a lot. So back in the van, turns out the deputy is not a deputy. This is Agent Cross with the NID. The other man with him is Agent Singer. The NID know exactly what's going on and want just what they want SG-1 gone and out of the way. Like they want the ship to be built. They want the Gould to finish whatever it is because then they will take out the Gould and the ship will be part of a new planetary defense system. Which is brilliant and idiotic at the same time, really, which kind of is the NID. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we get a little more information from Cross about what happened. So like the symbiotes were cloned. Something went wrong. It's likely Fleming was one of the first infected. And Jones is like, but Fleming is the one who called us for help. And Tilka's like, ah, the symbiotes are too immature to contain, to like maintain full control. That's why they only come out at night when the people are asleep. Also, hence the amphetamines he was taking to stay awake and not fall asleep. So that's Uh what was going on there. Uh 
So, okay, the NID will have a ship, but what about the people? And Cross is kind of like, it's fine. We'll take care of it. And Tilk threatens to report them to the SGC, which Cross doesn't care about because they have the full authority of those in charge above them. So, Alrighty then. Okay. In the sheriff's office, Sam is tied to a chair and then knocked out with, like, chloroform or something. And once she's unconscious, a woman there reaches into a cooler with a pair of forceps and pulls out a live symbiote. She puts it into Sam, who then, like, raises her head and her eyes flash and, oh, shit, Sam's a ghoul now. She's actually been infected with ghoul. No. Uh, Sound effect unknown. Still, sound effect still unknown. (laughs) We're never going to know. We're never going to find out. But every time I hear it, I'm like, what are you? What could you be? Uh, the others get back to the hotel and see that, like, Sam is gone. Like, the door is still kicked open. It looks like one of the windows have been broken. The thing they don't notice is the empty syringe on the floor under the bed. Mm. Mm. So did Cross- she get herself with it or somebody else? We don't no, no, no. know yet. We'll find out. So Cross tells them, like, not to worry. They have plans in place if things should go wrong. And they're like, it's time to do that. Like, this plan is blown. Your plan is done. The ghouled know that we're after them. So Cross calls in a code six and is then just seemingly very upset that like they're losing the ship and all the technological advancement that comes with it. And Singer's like, oh, it's much worse than that. Because guess what? Singer's got Zet trained on them because apparently Singer's a ghoul now too. No. Curses. So uh, Cross, Jonas, and Tilk are also now tied up in the sheriff's office. Jonas asks Sam how she's doing. She just like slaps him. And is like, you only speak when you're spoken to. Uh, Cross is still unconscious. And that same woman from before gets the symbiote put into him too. He you know, wakes up and the symbiotes now have a new plan. Once the containment team that Cross called arrives, he and Singer are going to go back to NID HQ with them and the symbiotes. They'll have control of the NID in a matter of days. And then the world, I, I think, I think yeah. is the plan. Yep. World uh, domination. Uh, the symbiote in Sam then says that Sam was writing a report that they shouldn't let the containment team find. Someone asks if Tilk and Jonas should be implanted, but Sam says no, reveals that Tilk is uh, Jaffa. Shola! Ah, how dare he be Get, here? Gotta have that every time. Gotta. Though, they do seem very interested in learning that Apophis is dead. They're like, oh, really? Hmm. Also, Sam says that Jonas is an alien that the humans don't trust, so they'll just have to die. Right. Pulls out his at. So, oh, okay. This is getting a little, they're getting a little hairy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see troops arriving in town in like massive army trucks. We see Agent Cross grab Sam's laptop as a helicopter flies overhead. Cross and Singer get into a van with the coolers of the symbiotes. Men burst into the sheriff's office where Tilk and Jonas are still alive, though still cuffed to the chairs, and everybody else is unconscious, and Sam is nowhere to be seen. Hmm. Weird that she left them still tied up, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe it was to help, you know, make them like these 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 men here didn't do that. Possibly. Yeah, I guess that's Maybe. true. So Cross and Singer get to one of the roadblocks and they're like, We gotta get out of here like right now. And then a cop car pulls up and it's Sam. She needs to speak with Agent Cross urgently and so they let her through and they're like, This isn't the plan. You're supposed to stay with the town and get detained. And she's like but I'm much more valuable if I'm free. And Singer's like, ah, yes, good. She can go, like, take over the SGC. And then the world. And then the world. And then the universe, because they'll have the Stargate. (laughs) 
Stinger comments that the humans are totally clueless. And Sam's like, yeah, no, we're not. Pulls out his at, shoots them. Can, you know, the ghoul really aren't that smart. So. Not baby ghouled. No. So, um, back at the SGC, it's time to debrief, which uh, that's, it, well, that was a little weird of a cut. It's kind of like, mm, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was a little bit. Um, so the scientists were maybe a little bit smart in that they built in a kill switch of sorts into these cloned symbiotes. And so that's what was in the syringe. That's what the antibiotic was, the thing that basically killed the symbiote. When Sam saw what was coming, she injected herself. So it basically acted like a vaccine. And after the symbiote was implanted, it just took a few minutes and then the symbiote died and she just played along. They've treated everybody in town with that same drug and it's going well. And they've all just been told that they've been inoculated against meningitis. The ship that was being built was taken to Area 51. And while it's not complete, they could still get some valuable and useful information from it. I always, whenever they throw out just a very general like, oh, everyone thinks they had meningitis. It just reminds me of the classic just you know lame i mean it, it was it was a classic horror movie thing that like yeah. oh there was a gas leak yes <laughs> yeah oh they all thought they had meningitis it's just like really okay, okay. yeah sure sure yeah yeah okay so cool um so everybody leaves but again jonas kind of has one last question for sam and he's like so when we were in the sheriff's office, you were in complete control the whole time, but you still slapped me? She's like, I had to be convincing. Let's go get some lunch. The end. <laughs> you know, I wish, though, that she had played that with just, like, a little, little bit of a smile. She kept she kept poker face, like, the whole time and then was like, let's go get lunch. But I wish at some point in time she just would have get, like, little, little grin, little... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no that's funny though yeah <laughs> so that was night walkers so i thought it was interesting that they did think to put in the script that the vaccine if you will worked only for these particular breed of symbiotes yeah like it, this wasn't something that would kill all ghouls it would right. kill these specific ones yeah right because otherwise they would have had a major loophole going on of mm-hmm. plot, plot hole rather yes so. they're like oh no it's th- these ghouls only yes yes yeah um so episode title night walkers um according to miriam webster uh night walker is a person who roams about at night especially with criminal intent yeah. also like a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> they had they had a, a a site that it was first used in the 15th century but i couldn't find like where when who how i could not find like what that usage was and i really kind of want to find it now well these days doesn't it kind of also imply vampire but that's you know yes. sci-fi lore yes so yeah i think it works well for like what was happening with these people yeah um, yeah. So, w- would you like the foreign territory titles? Oh my god, is the German one just like Night Gould? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so in <laughs> French, it was called the Secret Experiment. Oh, okay. In Czech, it was called Night Shift. Oh, I like that. Uh, in Hungarian, it was the Sons of the Night. Okay. And then in German, in the hands of the Gould. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yup. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Uh, okay. So what do what, what do you think overall? What do you I think liked about this one? one? I, I liked that it was, you know, an off the beaten path. They did a very good job of making it kind of like classic horror movie sci-fi-ish feel. I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. This is, I mean, I don't know if I like it. Like, the, to me, this is one of those episodes, like, it's fine. Ah. Like, it's not bad, but I don't know if I would put it, like, amongst my favorites. But, like, it's fine. There's nothing, You'll like. You'll have it on in the background while you're washing dishes. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. It's fine, because, again, this is, it's a very self-contained episode, so, like, what happens here doesn't really carry on to anything else, you know? So it's not, quote-unquote, important, if you will, you know, kind of for the lore of SG-1 as a whole, but... Sometimes I really, really enjoy those, because that's when they can really do, you know, experiment with different kind of things like they did for this one, of the horror movie theme, or this, you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't mind it, but, you know. It's fine. it's fine. Oh, hey, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So we have some like comments. We have emails and a comment on the Discord to we discuss do. things we had talked about previously. Yes. Okay. Um. So this first one is from Mike, and it's about Anubis's ancient weapon. Oh, hi, Mike. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. So he goes. The ancient gate weapon could have had a true dark purpose. Even though the ancients mostly had projects for a positive purpose, this one could have been for a real dark purpose. So we know, spoiler alert, that the ancients knew about the Ori for a while, and that there's a theory that the plague that wiped out the ancients could have been the same plague from the later seasons. We also know the Ori could travel to the Milky Way galaxy without a supergate. So what if this Anubis weapon was originally built by the ancients to counterattack any incursions by the Ori? It would destroy the Ori gate and most likely decimate the Ori planet. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. Could be an Ori weapon. Alrighty. Yeah, like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, because we were problems like, why would the ancients build this thing? If you remember, we were talking about like, why? Why does this even exist? Yeah. You know, a weapon that destroys gates, because that seems like a strange thing for the ancients to have done. But if it was against the Ori, maybe not so strange. Yeah, maybe it does make sense. I like it. And then we'd also, well, you had talked about how sort of calm both like Jacob and Sam were when they were like drowning in descent. Oh, yeah. And they were like underwater. So Ayama88 on the Discord shared a link to a TED Talk, a TED talk by Chris Hadfield, the astronaut. That oh, okay. Kind of talks about, um, like when he was like in a life-threatening situation and he was on the spacewalk and how like the training just helped him keep calm and that keeping calm is the best way to solve a problem, especially when you are the only person who can solve the problem. So I'll put that in the show notes if anybody else is interested in watching it. I mean, Chris Hadfield is always great to listen to talk about stuff because he's yeah. a very, you know, engaging personality. So okay, um, neat. it's, yeah, it's about 20 minutes long. So it's not too, it's not, you know, terribly long, but there's some, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Um, any final thoughts on Nightwalkers? Anything else you want to talk about? Or have, have we done it this week? No, I think we're good. Okay. Yeah. 
Alrighty. Well, thank you everybody for listening. As always, you can find us on Instagram at SG underscore rewatch. And now on Discord, please check the link in the show notes or you can send us an email at woo. That's W-O-O-S-G rewatch at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, please. And we will see you next time for quite possibly the best episode of Stargate ever, Abyss. Bye. Bye.